Hello, welcome to Betch Slapped. I'm Sammy. And I'm Jordana, and we are here again. It's 30 degrees out. No, sorry, 90 degrees out. <laughs> what? It's like, like 30. A, what, like Celsius? Yeah, maybe. It's 30 degrees Celsius out, um, and here we are. Yeah, I just had to give the weather report, since we always do that. Did you watch the World Cup this weekend? No. Did you? I did. And now, I, after I started betting... On, oh my god! Because well, my um my boyfriend like runs a little pool. It was like twenty dollars, whatever. Yeah, I'm not like <laughs> losing win? my house and home. No, I lost, but it makes it much more interesting. It's like so I get why guys like sports now because it's so much more fun when you like have a stake in the game, right? Because I'm always like, why do you care? You're not on the team, like, right? Whatever, right? You but, are on the team, and the team is your own wallet. Exactly. Exa- get more money, right? It's like exciting to like you're like really rooting for a team when you have like something to like gain or lose from it, right? I think it's like do guys have like a gambling budget? Like do they say like okay this year I'm gonna like I know that I'm gonna you know put ten k into betting? I think they might. They probably right. it's probably like entertainment if you think about it. Like like you have a kind of annoying. budget. You have it's a gambling it's kind budget. of annoying because my boyfriend spends like every Sunday in the fall he's watching football. Right? Yeah. And he like has money on all these games and he like bets on he and his friends like bet on all these games and part of me is like, Oh, like this seems like a lot of money. But then I think about it, like do you're spending like hours and hours on this every season, it's like entertainment. Like you would how much would you pay for like to be entertained for that long for like you think about a movie is like well, fifteen dollars for like every yeah, I mean, hour and a half. If it were like a big part of my life that I'd been doing for a long time and I was like when all my friends did it, yeah, I would I would probably think it was normal and do it but now i'm like okay i'm so happy that i don't have to like set aside a set amount of money so that i can like but gamble. maybe sometimes you like win more money right but right. but i think that like in general like statistically probably but lose. then again so i'm saying you statistically probably lose a little but it's also like you're getting all those hours right. of entertainment right you're it. paying you're paying for the entertainment and the camaraderie and the discussion and right like, it's like a huge part of your life right like if there's like one friend in the group who doesn't want to be part of the betting pool like right. he probably like, feels like really left what are out. they gonna do like they could just watch the game and and see who wins but it's for- so right i hate watching sports but like when i this for this this game i was like so into it it gave me a whole new perspective we should bet on like things like girls should bet on things like real housewives or right something. well that was like in in um in college when i had the idea that that you should trade celebrities like stocks and you should like have a certain amount on a celebrity so justin bieber you could buy a stock stock in justin bieber like and then when when he gets engaged his stock goes up and your amount of fake money goes up i think right right, like a celebrity stock market before the season you could have like all this like you get a point every time like dorinda says gets like it does intelligible slurring during the thing right. and then you're like much more excited right. to watch every or, or Jorinda could be a stock like a pepsi you know and when she gets more instagram endorsements her stock value goes up or when she gets kicked of off analysis. the house well you know there could be a lot of money in it think about how much fantasy how well how much money fantasy sports makes like you could just do that for you basically just be doing the same thing for we have women to revolutionize the reality tv industry to make it, it more lucrative it wouldn't just be reality tv be all celebrities so it would probably include athletes i had this idea in college but like obviously all right well no one know. take it <laughs> no one okay. take it no we're watching okay um so um let's do the so kind of boring but not that boring news mandy moore apparently is getting back into music that's great i like mandy moore a lot i think she's like a little annoying i don't watch this is us i don't either but um i like she feel like she she was like she originally started as a singer 
Then she got into like the movies. She went to the center stage song. Okay, when she I say did, I like Mandy Moore a lot, I like what my vision of her was in like the year two thousand. I haven't thought about like her a long in, to remember. I haven't thought about her in fifteen years. Yeah, okay. but, or she's but like I did like. Her. I feel like she kind of like is the same age, but she's definitely much older. Obviously, she's very pretty, and I think she's just she's she's like from a different time. She's like very like the times of yore. Yeah, like she's she's very late nineties, early two thousands to me. Like apparently I picture she's her back, with like though. platform Steve Madden sneakers. Yeah, she's back if you watch This Is Us, which I don't. Mm-hmm. But I don't really watch This Is Us either. But she's coming back. Um, what was like sweet like candy? Was she like I'm, I'm missing craving you, like, for you? I'm, I'm missing you like candy. candy. Yeah, hopefully we'll get another hey, banger yeah. like that. A banger, right? Like she was very pure. Yeah, like she doesn't really fit in with the Demi Lovatos and the. She married? Does she have kids? Selena. What's been going on with her? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what's going on with her. I guess we'll find out so, now that she's back in the spotlight. Our other um, thing, another MM girl, another oh wow, it's the big M- it's a big week for the MMs. Yeah. Um. So Meghan Markle's dad had like gave like an interview to the Sun where he like was talking all this shit about Meghan Markle, shot in a non shocking twist of events. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's read some of these quotes and then we can comment on them. Okay, Jordana typed them out, so I'll read. We can switch off. Okay, okay, go. My thing about my daughter right now is that I think she is terrified. I see it in her eyes. I see it in her face. And I see it in her smile. I've seen her smile for years. I know her smile. I don't like the one I'm seeing now. This one isn't even a stage smile. This is a pain smile. Should we read them all or should we analyze them um, one by one? Let's read them all because I feel like they're all kind of similar. Okay. Megan seems like something out of an old movie. I think Megan is deeper than I am. Anyone who makes a profit off the royal family becomes shunned, but I could have made well over $100,000 by just doing a talk show. So if I moved to London and started selling cups with my daughter's face on them, would they shun me? The royal family is living by rules that are outdated. Fair. Half of Great Britain <laughs> seems to make a fortune selling pictures of my daughter and her husband. Are they shunned? The phone number I call. It doesn't work anymore. There's no address I can write to. I have no way of contacting her. I think um, I had a heart attack. Doesn't anybody care? I could actually die soon. Does she want this to be the last thing we've said to each other? It's probably the longest time I've gone without speaking to her ever. Okay. So this is one of those times when, like I feel like credibility is a big like, I don't know enough about Meghan Markle's dad or her even to be like, oh, he's right. And she's obviously fake as shit or right. he's abusive All emotionally we know and she's right. Exactly. So I don't know, but I have my own judgments about Meghan Markle. Right. And you agree with her dad. I don't <laughs> personally. I don't I don't know if I don't I, I don't want to say like I 100 percent agree with her dad, but like I see where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. And so I was at. I, even before I knew we were going to talk about this today, this morning, I happened to be stalking the Royal Family Instagram account at Kensington Royal, if you guys are interested. Oh, in. it's like the official one? The official one. Okay. And I was analyzing um, Kate and Megan, obviously. And I was thinking, I was like, what is it that like, like there's nothing for me to like really put my finger on that I don't like about Meghan Markle. Like there's not one specific thing where I'm like, oh, I don't like how she does this or I don't like the way she does this. Like it all seems very fine. But I sort of look at her and I'm like, she reminds me of a certain prototype of a person that I know, which is, I know probably maybe like two or three people who I'd put in this category where it's like, they're very beloved, like on the externals. Right. And they seem very, they, they come across as very nice and very friendly and very like kind and very like sweet and smiley. And you think it's bullshit. But I don't think it's total bullshit. I don't think it's total bullshit. I believe that they are like, 
90% like this. Mm -hmm. But then I see that there's this part where they like want everyone to think they, they don't want anyone to see that 10%. And so that the pain that they go to, to hide that 10% creates like this fakeness. Right. That then kind of like, they're very image concerned. Yeah. It's, and it's not that like anyone has to be a hundred percent of all these things. Like I'm very far from those things, but I all, but what I'm saying is like that, that piece that they like want to cover up. That's not perfect. That's like, that's pleasing people is it comes across as fake and it's like okay like i don't really trust you like i don't trust that because you can't like let a little you can't let that that imperfect piece of yourself show mm -hmm. so that creates a distrust right and it comes across as fake or i don't know as, yeah. as opposed to who's not like that you think like kate middleton is not like that yeah i think kate middleton's not like that I think more people, it's like they're not trying to cover up the part of them that's that's okay. So you think she's like a little manipulative? Like, okay, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, okay, like JoJo Fletcher is an example of someone who doesn't try to cover. Like, she comes across as all those like so great nice things. She comes across as genuine, not like a little full of shit. It's not that she's to it's not that Meghan Markle I believe is totally full of shit. Like I don't think that it's all fake. Right. I think that there is a piece that's imperfect and rather than like letting that be acknowledged, she wants to like overcompensate for it. Right. And that makes me uneasy. I don't trust people who who don't like want to show I think the thing with her, I mean, like, there's obviously a lot more that's going on in this, like, family relationship that is being, like, conveyed or shown. Like, clearly the dad and her have, like, some other issues that go, like, way back. Like, he wasn't at her wedding because of this, like, heart thing. But also probably because, like, they, like, banned him from it. He's, like, she's, like, not speaking to him. Um, which, like, are all signs of, like, there's definitely more shit to this story that no one is talking about. And right. like that to me is the most intriguing part. Not only the shit that he's saying, because he sounds like he's like very bitter and angry. Um, and I kind of, I actually didn't think the like the tabloids. I mean, like obviously the royal family has a lot of rules and they are very outdated. Um, but yeah. I didn't think the him posing for the tabloid pictures was like that fucked up. I thought like I think if you're like if you're not like super wealthy and someone's like look look I'm gonna take pictures of you anyway. Like if you if you want like we'll pay you and like you can make the pictures look look like however you want them to look like but i think a lot of people would take that i don't think that's like so crazy right um well okay here's the thing is that because there is obviously do you think like, he's only talking to the son because she won't answer his phone calls i i don't know i have a feeling that he might do it anyway mm -hmm. or he might not i don't know it depends okay this is the thing this is the 10 percent of her that we're not that she's not like g giving into it's like okay you obviously have some sort of dysfunction in your family right and just that's fine. talk about it just don't you don't you don't have to reveal everything but acknowledging that it's right she's just pretending nothing instead of happening right instead of pretending that this isn't the situation and that it's like all her dad just being crazy it's like what like just be like yes i have a strange relationship with my family we don't have the easiest past right and that's it and that would make me be like okay right because there's like, nothing that's right, right. because the truth language. is like refreshing it makes you feel like at ease when someone's like pretending that something is a different way it one causes more speculation and two makes you think that they're full of shit right it's like if you could just like say what's real even if it's not positive like everyone will like respect you more or you don't even have to give all the details like, right you don't, you don't have, have to give, give all every the details detail. but you could give like but you could give a summarized version of like what the fuck is going on or because this makes you i don't know 
or just say like I don't come from this perfect family like like just just say maybe something the, she's that not admits, allowed to say anything like that maybe she's not but like I think that there are things that you could say that are like quite PC mm-hmm. like and you know what if if the royal family's like the royal family is dysfunctional too they are extra dysfunctional they're more dysfunctional probably even than Megan's own family so this whole thing where they're like acting like we we don't acknowledge dysfunction we pretend like nothing's wrong it's very British it it's very British but here's the thing it doesn't make the dad look worse in my opinion it makes the dad look more honest right her look less honest yeah, I need to know what's going on with that. I need to. I feel like there is a lot. There's definitely some like stuff going on. I don't know what it is. It's kind of. Well, now here's what makes we want to know a lot. More. Here's what we can analyze. I do think that she probably is. Get it. she stressed. probably is like stressed. Like think how stressful it must be that you have to like look perfect all the time. You have to like smile. I watched like a video on the Kensington account. Kensington right, Royal especially account. if you're not like a Kate Middleton who's like already been in that eye for like. Right. A while. Plus, she's British. Right. So there's a cultural divide. People are, and it's also with Meghan Markle, people are just like waiting for her to fuck up. Yeah. I, okay. I was watching. I this. read a, I read a, some article that said that like she tried to hold his hand in like public or something and he like kind of swatted her away. He Melania'd her. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, like the royals are like not supposed to do that or something. Right. I'm not think supposed that, to like touch or like show affection in public. Right. Okay. So if that's one that you know, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that there's probably a ton of things that she's like, oh so shit, plus. I didn't sign up for that. And she's probably really nervous right. about what she's Especially since they got up. married. Okay. With Kate Middleton, she was dating William for like, what, like eight seven, years. eight years, something yeah. like that before that. So she like, before she got married, she fully knew like what she was like getting into. She, like she has spent enough time around that family to like, and like being British and being like up, upper class British person, like probably had some idea. Meghan right. Markle also, is like Kate also started dating him when she was like like eighteen or nineteen. So right. that they grew up together, and like she could have at any point in those eight or so years, she could have been like, you know what, I I know what I'm getting into, and I choose that I don't like it. Right. She so anything she doesn't like about it, she's like just accepting like when you date your boyfriend you're like oh i know that you have these right. things about and i can you. choose to, like accept this about you or i can leave right right they Whereas, didn't date that long megan and harry and they got married in our they're like essentially they're like honeymoon stage so it's like they've been what they've been they've known each other what a year and a half i think two years maybe sure right right so they're still in the honeymoon stage so they don't know and they're older they're both older mm-hmm. so like it's not the same right as she already, like, like has her whole life as this other person right exactly like she thinks she's you like when you're she's 36 so i'm sure around she's older than us she's like almost 10 years older than us and i think about how i feel like fairly established as like a myself like i feel like i know right. myself like pretty well at this age and that like at age 36 i imagine i'll be even more entrenched in who I am. So she's like entrenched in who she is. And then she's entering this new situation where you have to act 24 seven in a certain way. And there's probably things that get sprung on you. Like she's literally taking etiquette lessons to exist. Right. You know, that was sounds like shitty, but I think she kind of wanted this. I feel like she's pretending like, Oh, like I just kind of like fell into this like Royal family thing. And like, Harry and I are just like, I just met this guy who was like so nice and we just fell in love and he happens to be British. Like, 
That is a bullshit story. That's how I knew she was full of shit from the beginning because like no one thinks of it like that. Right. No one like that's a bullshit like love story. Like no it wasn't ex- that like someone just introduced you to this nice guy who happened to be the Prince of England. Right. Like, <laughs> right. That's not the that's not a real that's not really what's going on here. Also, no one experiences so things. She clearly that like way. want right, I'm saying she clearly like like wanted this. She's there's like manipulative and if she had just said that like I've always been like kind of a fan of the British family and then like I so I I somehow got introduced to Prince Harry and I was like yeah. Or like, if she was <laughs> like or if she was like you know it was a big decision whether I wanted to like it's not just about dating him as a human being it's about choosing do I want this life and if she had said like oh I thought about it I really gave it mm. some some serious introspection to see if it would be right for me and I even though I I know that it's new and unfamiliar for me I choose that I want to be with him and therefore I want this right like she well, doesn't so, acknowledge anything outside of the fairy tale and well I think that's a royal that's like a royalty thing too it's like talk about the royal family being outdated it's like that kind of shit doesn't really fly anymore where you're just everything is just like completely fake like Americans don't really like put up with that shit Right. And she's American. Right. So, okay. Should we take a quick break before we do some emails? Yeah, we'll be right back. We have to tell you guys about this amazing new service that we found. It's called FrameBridge. Um, They make it really easy and affordable to frame your favorite things like art prints and posters, but also like travel pics if you're taking them, like couples pics or pranks with your friends that you want to like put in a frame, decorate your apartment. Yeah. Amazing to decorate with. And basically, here's how it works. You go to framebridge.com and you upload your picture or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in the actual physical pieces. Um, You preview the item online, any frame style, choose your favorite or get recommendations from like one of their designers who are very talented. And their expert team will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door and ready to hang. Instead of like the hundreds you could pay at like a framing store, the prices at Framebridge start at $39 and all of their shipping is absolutely free. Plus... For all of you guys, you'll get 15% off your first order at framebridge.com when you use our code BETCHES. So that's B-E-T-C-H-E-S. So that's like really, really exciting. And I've, I've personally tried to get my stuff framed before I heard of FrameBridge. And it's really, really expensive. And this is actually 10 billion times easier. It's one of those things they don't tell you about being an adult. I know. <laughs> it's really though. And it, it makes life so much easier. And like you get to sort of go through so many different options that they have like so many different types of frames and it'll match your pictures. I've printed stuff from Instagram. I've printed stuff from like family photos. And so it's really, really amazing. It makes experience. it really easy. Yeah. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code Betches. You'll save an additional 15% off your first order. That's framebridge.com, promo code Betches, framebridge.com, promo code Betches. Hi. Okay. We're, We're back. back. <laughs> okay. We have our first email. Should I read it? Yes. Dear Betches. I just have a lot of feelings. Okay, dear Betches, I'm recently graduated with degrees in fashion merchandising and French. You sound very chic. Mm -hmm. I'm one of the few lucky ones that graduated with a job immediately after graduation. It's for a sports apparel gear retailer, and I'm able to save money living at home while learning a lot that will be applicable to my future career. I've been here for about a month now, and while I couldn't be more grateful for my situation, I just know it's not my place. Lately, I've been feeling really stuck and increasingly unhappy. It's not fashion, and I don't find passion in the brand or products. There are no external factors negatively affecting me, like mean coworkers, stressful tasks. It's a me problem. I don't know when the most appropriate time to start looking for a job is or how long I should tough it out at this company. Fashion is competitive, I know, and I'm having trouble getting my pinky toe in the door. I would love some insight on the best ways to network from way outside the industry when I should and when I should even start looking. P.S. All your podcasts get me through the days. I would go crazy without them. Sincerely, fresh out of college, Betch. Okay. 
This um, is the perfect book, perfect um, question. question for those who would like some career advice, which you can also get in our book that is coming out in October called When's Happy Hour? Work Hard So You Can Hardly Work. Yeah, we'll give all um, advice on this kind of thing and like just basically all all non-boring and boring facets of work work life and we will answer them in an entertaining way so you guys should check out our book i think you can pre-order it if not now then very soon um, on amazon or on anywhere amazon. okay so this girl and her issue start looking just go yeah i think like when you have your first that's kind of like what your first job is for like a very few people just like stay at their first job that they get after college it's kind of like it's kind of like just you're almost like trial and error you're supposed to just like try things out until you find something that's better that's kind of what summer internships are also for i feel like because like what are the chances that the first job you have you're just like oh like this is amazing like this is definitely what i want to do forever yeah i mean i also think that okay so there's like that sort of like you have to stay at a job for one year for it to count quote unquote i don't know if that applies in such a situation here because you could just say i got this job at this company i realized that i'm it doesn't although it is good experience it doesn't actually align with my passions and it's not fulfilling me i'm looking to explore something that's more fulfilling more aligned with that is aligned with what I studied in school and what I'm personally interested in. And I think employers will hear that and know that you're young and inexperienced and for an entry level job, they're not expecting you to be, have this like broad experience. And being that you're young, I think the best way to get your, your pinky toe in the door is to kind of just take a very like entry level, lower job, like in a company that you think you would be really passionate about. Like you're not going to get like a great, like amazing high level job, obviously in fashion. That's like, especially fashion doesn't, particularly pay right that well especially starting out or if you like a brand you could just be it doesn't even have to be a fashion position you could be an assistant right that's what i'm saying like i would just like that's your foot in the door then you do a really amazing job and you get noticed at at these companies that's like i feel like the best way to get into any industry that you want that seems like an intimidating industry where it's like hard to like rise to the top it's like you just have to take like the lowest job that you can get there and just like prove yourself yeah and in terms of networking maybe if you know someone I mean the best way to network I wouldn't just show up At a random like fashion event Like I don't see that Being the most welcoming crowd First of all And second of all I would I would maybe start With someone you know Maybe you know someone From college Or from high school Maybe they were like In your sorority or something And they work in Or someone Maybe you have like An alumni network Right You start with like Your very personal network And then like kind of Go out from there Like uh, the closest That you can get to you Is the best Because those people Actually feel like They like Oh, they like happy, oh, to do, happy to do you a favor or like we'll put you in even some even think about like your friends if your friends parents like yeah. that kind of thing I always think of that as like sort of an untapped resource like someone you grew up with that kind of like likes you that that might have like an in is always a good a good move those general networking events I mean I guess they could work but I feel like generally speaking there's too many people there for anyone to really care about you yeah no you want to start with like the most personal you possibly can the parents friends are huge the amount of people who contact us through my mother is <laughs> right. like absurd it's like mom you have right. to she's like the gateway <laughs> like, you That's have what I'm saying. Say no yeah no someone who feels like they like are a little obligated yeah i'm never not going to answer someone who my mom puts me in touch with like it's just rude it's like rude right okay so i would just reach for people that you know try to go and get into those companies that you want to be in even if it's not the job you want and just be willing to take anything as long as it's closer to what you want the key is to like again get in get in like low level work really really hard and then like you can grow in the company Yes. Next email. 
Hi, Batches. I was wondering if we could touch more on the whole boyfriends not being ready for marriage thing. I've been dating my boyfriend for three years and things are pretty serious. We lived together for a year and a half before he decided to join the military and living together went very well. We often talk about our future together, kids' names, and how we want to be together forever. Obviously, we have fights and stuff, but we are always able to work through them and grow, grow together. I thought him leaving and joining the military would make things a lot harder, and in some ways it has, but in other ways it brought us closer together. I feel like we've learned to appreciate each other more and saw how we, we kind of were taking our relationship for granted. Anyway, I'm really trying hard not to be that couple that just gets married for military benefits because obviously it's not a great reason to get married. No, we're not that military couple right out of high school. The stereotype proved itself to be so true when I went to the boot camp graduation and met so many baby brides. But I feel like I want to marry him anyway, and it, it really would make a lot of things much easier, like getting into base to see him. He would get more money for having a dependent. I could go wherever he does, etc. When I want to visit him last weekend and brought this all up, he told me he just wasn't ready and likes where we are right now. Okay, what the fuck does this actually mean? Some background and info on us. I'm 25. He's 24. I have my degree in social work. I know I know we care too much, as you all stated, in nice is just a place in France. But I have a job and I can pretty much support myself, at least as much as a social worker can in this ass-backwards society. I don't need his benefits or anything like that. But like I said above, it would still make some things easier and I really do want to marry him. To touch on what you guys said in your podcast last week, I've never had much of an interest in the big wedding with all the insta pics and attention. In fact, the thought of having a big wedding makes me ser- gives me serious anxiety, and until I fell in love with him, I wasn't totally sold on the whole co- marriage concept. I've told him I'm fine with and would actually prefer a courthouse wedding and a cheaper ring for now while we work our way up and find our bearings. I really just love him and want to be with him forever, but I'm starting to do that girl freak out thing, and I don't know if I need to chill the fuck out or if this is a cause for concern. What do you guys think? Is the social conditioning I've fallen into? Is it a social construct to think women mature faster than men and are ready for these life events sooner? I'm too much in my head now. I don't want to be a girl who pressures her boyfriend into marrying her when he's not ready. I want him to want to marry me, but what's this excuse of not being ready for marriage? Is it even an excuse or does it actually hold some weight? How does one know they're ready? Is this an excuse? Should I chill it out and cut him some slack? Please advise. Sincerely, Bachelor at Batch. I like this girl. She seems pretty self-aware. She does seem self-aware. I would tell her, like, you're trying to get a 24-year-old guy to, like, marry you, like, immediately is, like, not necessarily, like... The best move. The move. Plus, like, it sounds like you... It sounds like... I I think somewhere where the military is relatively larger, I would imagine. I think um, (laughs) dating in the military is much from what I've heard. I don't really, like, know a ton of people from what I've heard. Um, It's, like, those people get married a lot younger because you can, like... Get benefits. And you stuff. can get benefits, and they can like live with. They can like live with you on the base. Like they have to. Like you, you get housing, and like they. Right. What, there's a lot of benefits to getting married earlier. That being said, you don't want to get married early because of benefits. You really, like, right. I think that you're not like that. Here's the thing. We say that because we don't understand what it's like to be with someone in the military, but it's a different life than right. what we're used to. I totally understand like that. We live in our apartments and we go to our jobs. Like they have a different situation, mm-hmm. like where they're away from their families for a long time. So I actually feel like for them getting married is, is like more necessary. Right. Not just for the benefits. I get that. But I think if someone's not ready at, at this point, I don't think there's that you should do much to like be like convincing them at this point at this point either it's a really really big commitment you want both people to be like really sure and really excited about it yeah you don't like imagine okay imagine if you convinced him and then the next day like or you know just the right like, when, you don't want someone like on the you don't want someone getting married to you because they're and they're on the fence 
or they're like, okay, fine. She's like making me do it sooner than I, than I thought. Right. I think also like you guys are young. So like you'll have, a, you might be a different person in like a couple of years. He's like just in this, in this military situation. Like maybe he'll be like, that'll change him in certain ways. Like you don't necessarily want to make a lifetime commitment, which is what marriage is without like being a totally a hundred percent sure. And you want it. Yeah. The benefits are great, but you also want it to be about like more than that. Right. And I'm not sure where I want to weigh in here on if it's an excuse or or not. Or like if he kind of in his head knows like she's not the one, but he's not saying it like because I'm actually not sure he might be an interesting case because he is in the military. But it seems like he joined later, which is not like the standard military way. I think he's trying. I think I get I think I mean we've talked about this on you up also is that for guys a lot of the time they want to be like secure in their careers before they can they feel like they can settle down and before they feel like they're like ready to like do like for women it's almost like the opposite like they want they want to feel like settled in in their relationship first but for men they want to feel like they're like they're on the right track um, career wise before they feel like they can settle down so I think for him it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to do with you that he's like I'm happy where we are right now he's probably like I need to figure out because he just he joined the military a little later so he's clearly like not totally sure of his like exact career path for him he's probably like I want to make sure like this is what I want to do or I want maybe he doesn't even want to be in the military like maybe he wants to do something else so for him those benefits might not even be that helpful he's probably like I want to figure out where I'm going with my life and what I'm doing and who I want to be before I'm ready to decide who I want to be with forever which I don't think is like a negative thing towards you I think that's just like you're young and you're finding yourself right I agree with that yeah I think it's hard for us to understand how men need this like stable identity before they can settle down because right. we feel we feel like the man is part of the stable identity right. that we're creating we're like no we need you to be in our thing right it's but like, for, men, for men they're like i can't like i need to figure out i need to be like totally secure with where i am and then i can the, include on, you right, on the career because again like men compete with each other much more about like career and finance stuff whereas women I feel like compete more about relationships yeah and I mean I'm sure this girl understands that that is just another aspect of our ass backward society as she says exactly so good I like her she seems pretty down to earth based on like a few things she said should we play some games play some games Okay, would you rather work for 10 months from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. and then do nothing for two months or work for three hours a day all year round? I'm a three, three hours, hours a day. day all year round. Yeah, three hours Three hours of work is like the is a great, a great it's amount. It's the perfect amount of time to work every I day. I would even work on the weekends for three hours a day. I'd rather work seven days a week, three hours a day. Me too. Me too, because you feel productive for those three hours. Right. It gives you a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. Instead Maybe like of like six days a week. <laughs> fine six days right yeah um i don't yeah. think i don't think humans were meant to work like nine hour days for like five days i don't think that that's efficient even i think you could I probably agree. do bet three hours of better work than nine hours of like decent put in your time work i agree yeah okay good glad we're on the same page about that one would you rather only be able to take baths for the rest of your life or have to use your fingers instead of a brush for the rest of your life for a hairbrush and and a toothbrush both ew can I get magic sleek to no. make my hair straighter? With your natural Jewish curly hair like I have as okay, well. Okay, then I would have to be going with the baths. Do I get yeah. a clean bath? Can I get like a hotel bath? It's wherever you're going. It's just like that's the option for you. It's just a bath. So what, it's like your apartment or it's... Okay, I would probably do the bath. Baths. 
Yeah. I think I might do the actually the toothbrushing thing is kind of tough because I don't feel like you could get a deep. You're gonna clean. brush your finger, your hair through your fingers every. Yeah, you're with, right. You're right. Come on. Yeah, I have. I forgot. Not, what, I forgot what my hair looked like before Magic Sleek. <laughs> right. It's okay. First of all, it's not get, sponsored. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> no. Here's the thing. You because okay, I get it. If you could brush it like every once in a while, that way you get it like a good brush, right. and yeah. then you can Use keep your maintain fingers. it. Yeah, you're but, right. But this is like the only thing. I actually kind of like baths too. They're relaxing. Yeah, but, but not sometimes like all they're the, a little yeah. gross. And sometimes I'm like, I just need to like get shower over with. And yeah. like the bath is like a longer experience. I feel that. Okay, yeah. I agree. Like you, like how would I take a bath right. at the gym? That's it. You just go to the, you just sit in the shower. <laughs> but <laughs> it doesn't fill. I'm just grossed out by that. Yeah. All right. And on the note of, of, of good hair, would you rather have perfect hair or perfect skin? Mm. Can I get mad? <laughs> it's per, it's per, okay. it's your ideal hair. Okay. Perfect hair. Um, I already have perfect skin. No, I'm kidding. I don't. But <laughs> I've I have I have skin that I'm happy. I'm happy with my skin. Right. Yeah. And I and I. Okay. I'm fine. Yeah. Perfect hair. Hair is like. I don't know. Perfect hair. Perfect skin is nice too, though. Perfect skin is nice, but here's the thing. I don't have. I obviously don't have perfect skin, mm-hmm. but I'm happy with happy my with skin. skin, even if it was slightly worse. I'd still You're right. be yeah. fine I've struggled with, it with hair. But hair, I genuinely right. It's probably with. because we've struggled more with it, too. Like, if you had always perfect hair and you struggled with your skin, you'd probably be, like, perfect skin. Right. Well, if I had cystic acne, right, right. I that's would what I'm feel saying. differently. But you had amazing hair, you'd probably feel that way. All right. That's our show. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Email us at DST. I'm sorry, this is DST. Email us at slapped at betches.com. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Give us five stars. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Batches.